Welcome to the Move Without Limits podcast, brought to you by Reload Physical Therapy and Fitness. This is where we think different to move different. I'm all right. Perigini. 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 Damn it. Why do I want to do the good? I don't know. Huh? Genie. Perigini. 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 Yes, that's it. Yes. All right, guys, today we have Dr. Nick Perigini. He's a physical therapist and strength coach based out of Philadelphia. He's the founder of More Than Movement, a physical therapy and training company that specializes in working with people where stopping an activity is not an option. We love that here at Reload, and we really love your name, More Than Movement. So we'd love to know the meaning behind mm. More Than Movement. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. We had a great training session together, and we're in a good state of mind to start talking about some uh, really cool stuff. Yeah. So, you know, More Than Movement, you know, this was a name, a phrase, really, that I found myself repeating over and over, repeating to my clients about what it is that we actually do together in physical therapy. And truly, when I started thinking about what is the common denominator between all of my clients, you know, some are training for professional sports. Some are training recreationally. Some are training because that's what they've been doing for a very long time. It's what they know. It's what makes them them. The reality is they're not coming just for their shoulder. They're not coming just for their sport or their activity. It's a big part of who they are, right? And so for them, their motivation is way more than movement. And what that means on my end and our team end, what that means is what we have to give is more than movement, right? It's not just giving exercise, right? It's, it's drawing a mental reframe of how we think about our body, about how we think about pain, about how we think about what we're capable of, understanding and breaking expectations. So it's twofold. More than movement is about my clients and the people I work with who give a damn right? And who say like, you know what, maybe in my circle, in my friend group, I'm an outcast because I care a lot about this thing. Because for them, it's more than that thing. Mm -hmm. It's a big part of their life. The second end of it, again, is what we do as coaches and clinicians, I think, at the highest level of the actual service that we provide is more than movement, right? It is more than personal training. It's more than rehab. It's guiding, you know, it's caring, it's being someone who has a major, major impact in someone's life where as a coach clinician in our world, like we might be the closest person in that person's life, mm -hmm. like more than, a, more than a doctor potentially, our physician, because we spend more time with these people, more than potentially their spouse at certain times in their life, right? Like we have such an impact in this person's life, being able to guide them back to the place that they want to be and to give them the feeling that they're trying to feel. Mm. So that's more than movement, right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, yeah. That just gave me a flashback to back then in a traditional physical therapy clinic. You go in, you meet them, you do a little talk, and then yeah. the, the clients leave with a piece of paper that right. has a few movements on it. And that's what it is, like yeah. you said, it's just so much more than just that. You're their coach, you're their friend, you're their therapist, you're, you're their guide. One of the things I'm really intentional about at the end of our first session with someone is having this or posing this question of, hey, you're going to go home to your spouse, your roommate, your friends, whatever, whoever it is, and they're going to ask you how that appointment went. What, what did you actually do? Or what were the things that you learned? And what is your summary of 
that experience. And again, that kind of puts some responsibility on them, empowers them, brings them into the conversation around what's going on and not have it be so transactional, right? The, the whole example of, hey, do these three exercises for your, you know, X diagnosis, right? That's, that's healthcare. And instead of making this a more collaborative experience that, you know, makes it meaningful for the client. Yeah, that silly PDF form. Oh. The old stick figures like you just write three, <laughs> three times, times ten. Yeah. <laughs> Alg- yeah, algorithmic, right? It's an algorithmic, just non-individualized way of doing things that doesn't get people better. Yeah. So what has been your experience, people coming back after you have that, that teach back test and checking and making sure that they're... Yeah, they, they understand. I think, you know, like how often do we hear people talk about this word compliance, right? Or adherence to a program. And that concept is about understanding. It's about understanding and ownership, right? If someone isn't doing the things that maybe they need to do when they're not with us, like we should take responsibility for that. I see so many people, you know, blame, 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 when in reality, that is a communication error. Yeah. Right. That is a communication error of us not appropriately and effectively getting across what exactly it is that we need to do. And, and, and then also like finding the thing for that client to like perk up, yeah. right. And open their eyes and say, Hey, you know what? Like, you know what? That, it, you know, that is right. Or, or that is meaningful to me. And I do want that thing. So, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's a big piece of that is that taking that little bit of time to tied up at the end of the first session or any session, I think that's how we address outcomes when people aren't actually with us in person. Yeah. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. How did you get to starting More oh, Than Movement? Yeah. yeah. So More Than Movement it launched about two months ago. Now, I basically moved to Philadelphia in 2011 for school. I studied the whole kinesiology, exercise, sports science. My first semester of college, I emailed 30 gyms in Philadelphia. I said, let me clean your bathrooms. Let me just intern. Let me just, let me just get in there. So I got my training cert and fortunately, you know, started personal training at a gym, doing some private training, learned Mike Boyle strength and conditioning, his system, which was a fantastic start. You know, fast forward a few years, I was doing coaching some CrossFit, coaching in collegiate uh, strength and conditioning at Temple University as well. Decided, hey, I want to do this, this physical therapy thing, right? I want, to, I want to help more people. But I went in knowing that I was going to not just settle for your typical, you know, outpatient job. I wanted to have a, a autonomy in how I was treating and, and give people a different experience that wanted to perform at high levels. So I had a fantastic job my past, you know, three and a half years of practice working with athletes of all levels. Again, people who give a damn, right? Mm-hmm. People who care. And when you work with people who might know more than the average physical therapy when it comes to like, you know, the body and training, you have to be creative and you have to be skillful in how you're delivering your product and delivering your service. So it was fantastic experience. But at the end of the day, I had a calling to, you know, create something and and, and build something that, you know, really kind of was, was backed on the principles that I, you know, believe in when it comes to relationships and uh and coaching and fitness and and obviously helping people that are in pain and more the movement was born (laughs) so we all know each other through first principle movement yeah yeah which cohort were you i had just wrapped up probably right after the new year 
Okay. So I'd gone to uh, Chicago to uh, do the in-person, which was probably in October. And then I was in the cohort during that time and probably finished up just right in the, in the new year of 2022. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about you being on today and the whole mentorship itself is that I think there's so many clinicians yeah. that want to do what we're doing and, yeah. w- and want to do what you're doing. And right. it's just a great way to be like, you can do it, right? You can do it, right? You can, you can do it. I think we all have a vision of what it could look like, yeah. you know, getting out of the box and gym. what it, what it, what it could feel like to, you know, have your vision become a reality. Mm-hmm. And I think when you follow that, just like as a human and you take a risk and you obviously bet on yourself, you deliver even more powerfully to your clients, mm-hmm. right? There's just something about, you know, having that skin in the game where you take a bet on yourself and you have confidence in yourself that then you can also provide and give and deliver the service that, you know, your client needs mm-hmm. um, and you can do it in a really great way. So, yeah, I guess my thought on that is, you know, I always talk about this with with students or, or newer uh, clinicians. It's like you don't need permission, right? You don't need permission to do the thing, mm. right? You you don't need permission to, to give, to provide value, to do a free class, to train your next door neighbor. You don't need permission to start doing the things that you think sound cool or like w- sounds like you could do it one day. You can do it right now. Just do yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, Just you, you it. Yeah, yeah, you can. Like obviously, like being safe about it and being responsible about it and and doing your research it's not just say hey you know quit drop everything and do it but it's about taking action at the end of the day like we all have an idea about what good practice could look like and it doesn't mean again drop everything but it means start doing yeah. right start getting feedback and that's what you know business is it's you have to do to get feedback mm-hmm. you have to put yourself on social media to get feedback and figure out like what is your message. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you actually want to say? What it, What are you trying to get across? And as scary as it is to put your face in front of a camera and, and say, hey, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. That is like the, the most horrifying thing in the world. But you get feedback by doing it more and more and more. So you don't need permission. Yeah, I love that. You don't need permission, you need passion. <laughs> and I think what you said is like when you have skin in the game, like every single client you work with, you're giving it your all. Like yeah. they're, they're your walking resume and they're your walking testimonial. So I think people who open their own business, like you have to care more. So you're already getting the best version of Nick if you go see Nick because this is Nick's baby. This is Nick's company, yeah. right? If you're going to see someone in a clinic where they see 30 people a day, when do you really stop and ask for feedback like hey how did i do like how can i be better you're just another number right right yeah that yeah that piece is huge man and especially in healthcare right we hear this b word a lot of burnout Uh, Um, i was like what b word yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, like where are we going with this yeah no we hear (laughs) hear the yeah we hear the b word get thrown out a lot you know burnout and burnout is when we're out of alignment right when we have an a certain intention of how we want to be or how we want to operate or how we want to serve and we're unable to do that whether it's from a productivity standpoint we're seeing so many people and that doesn't align with how we think is the best way of delivering care or from a lifestyle standpoint 
sometimes our job doesn't allow us to live the life maybe that we you know see for ourselves. I can't speak on that. That's a very individualized, complex topic that I don't know much about. But you know, I, I think my point is when you're able to, from a work standpoint, and I think most of the people listening to this probably care about their work. It's probably a big, not a big part of their life, but it's an important part of their life. Mm-hmm. We care about what we do. We care about impact. We care about helping others because it's you know who we are as, as people. And I would think that a lot of the people listening would are also in that same boat. So how we work and how we deliver and what our days look and feel like and how we can spend time giving what we think is the best way of, of giving care is important and it creates alignment. And I think when we create alignment, again, going back to that point, we're able to more powerfully serve our clients. Yeah. And then connecting to other people who are aligned, like something like this and the communities yes. we're all building. Because it's so crazy. I'll talk to people that I think know what we're talking about with using movement as medicine and really mm. challenging your body and not just, you know, looking to passive strategies sure. and looking to the e-stim and that kind of stuff. But that is still the majority of what people do. Yeah. Maybe in our world, we get to work with so many people mm-hmm. and, and have conversations like this of people that, that know that there are better, more effective methods, but it's still not the norm. Yeah. I look at, I, look, I talk about this a lot. I think people have a binary relationship with stress. And what I mean by that is <laughs> if you go to the, if you go to a physician and I, I, and I don't mean to use this example as physician, but if you go to the doctor and they say, you know, deadlifting is bad for your back, stop it, right? That That is an example of a negative perceived relationship with stress, right? And that, you know, load is bad. And so what are common recommendations? Yoga, swimming, elliptical. These are low impact, right? They're easy on your joints, Right, so that's a that's an example of a binary relationship with stress. It's either good, bad, yes or no, and I think a lot of our population might also have that view, where maybe an untrained individual who had maybe a, a past injury in group fitness, they were trying to make a positive life change, and they say, you know what, I'm going to try this fitness thing out, and they go through a week. They have a great experience. Like, okay, hey, maybe I can do this. You know, a month in, all of a sudden, I've got a, a knee thing popping up. Doing some lunges, and all of a sudden, next morning, can't really bend my knee, right? Maybe it's a little swollen, whatever the case is. And they go, you know what? Maybe this whole exercise or fitness or health thing isn't for me, mm-hmm. right? Exercise is now bad, right? Stress is now bad. And that not only impacts their life, but also their children's life and everyone around them, right? Because how they talk about health, how they talk about fitness, how they talk about movement. So this piece of like in physical therapy, in our world, stress is everything, right? What we do is we're stress managers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to apply the, the right amount at the right time, you know, for the right person in the right exercise, like at the right the reps and sets, like the whole thing, because we know if we can leverage that, it's a superpower. That's why movement is medicine. Because it's it's the the actual medicine is stress. So stress is binary. <laughs> I think like not only do people need to hear that and like really take that in, but people need to feel that. Right? Dude, okay. So that's that is <laughs> yeah. that's the piece. That is a beautiful piece. And that's why podcasts are hard. <laughs> that's why podcasts are hard. They're awesome and we get fired up talking about these things. 
we talk I get when we talk about you know pain science and we talk about neuroscience and we talk about communication one of the quotes you know i put out recently was like the most important lesson a client can receive isn't necessarily a verbal one it's not necessarily spoken and so we talk about these these things in regards to our relationship with stress and it's important for people to have that reframe from a, a conceptual standpoint but how we deliver that message is actually through movement right it's actually through the deliberate application of stress and dosing and feeling and breathing and sweating mm -hmm. and then the feeling that we have at the end of the session or the next day. So that's actually the education is that and that's nonverbal. Yeah. But the action and the application of the concepts, again, are the, the physical piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the great thing about the blend of being a clinician and a coach as well. Mm. So guys, we all just did a workout before we came in here and it was so cool to look at because we were all working out together, but we were all on our own separate programs doing what our bodies each needed for stress. So like I'm getting dizzy trying to do tempo squats, Marlin's running and you're benching and Gary was... I was talking to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were you were using your forearm. You were holding the camera. Yeah, Ryan was working on conditioning with the kettlebell. Yeah. We were all stressing ourselves out how we needed mm. individually. Because of that, we're able to really understand more what that feels like. Mm. So that when a client comes in and they're doing something hard that is in individually for them, mm -hmm. specific for their needs we can really empathize and be like, yeah, it is hard, but you're going to be okay. And I know this because we are all together all the time and all of us end up still being okay. <laughs> and you're going to be okay too. And I think there's this misconception. A lot of times I'll talk to family members and they'll be like, oh, well, you're athletic. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that on purpose. I was never an athlete. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing that on purpose now because that's the way we have to stress our bodies. Yeah. It's not this like blanket term of being athletic. It's what you were saying. We're not athletic. We are managing stress. That's really mm -hmm. the bottom line. Yeah. Stress is coming no matter what. It's coming no matter what. Chaos is also coming no matter what. And <laughs> the, the state that we're in when it comes is going to determine the outcome. Stress is coming. Chaos is coming. And again, from a, a mental and a physical standpoint, our state of those things determines the outcome. And what that means is, is that's just preparedness. That's all that is, right? It's preparedness. And when we intentionally put stress in our life, you know, what we're doing is we're choosing our heart, right? We're, we're choosing what the hard things in our life are going to be, whether that's working out and getting up at 5 a.m. because it's the only time that you can get up because you have three kids and you have your job and you have the after school responsibilities. And so you make that decision to vote for yourself, to make a deposit, to change for the better or to evolve into a, maybe a higher performing version of yourself. So when stress comes, when chaos comes, you are equipped to be able to handle those things. You are prepared. And you know, the R word resilient, I guess, Darnell. And again, like that that's what it is. It's because it's coming no matter what. And instead of saying, Instead of losing an internal locus of control and moving it externally and saying, I'm getting older or I'm not as fit as I once was or I have this thing that prevents me from being more prepared, mm -hmm. you take action and you choose 
what the hard thing you want to do. So that's what resistance is. Mm-hmm. We resistance is coming. Mm-hmm. Our preparedness and what we our actions and our, our choices determine the outcome. Yeah, and the whole R word resiliency it's fluid. It's not like oh like. I'm really good at these at X, Y, Z. So like now I'm resilient. It's like, no, you change, you get older. Yeah, you might be really good at pull-ups or something, but you need calf raises. Being well-rounded in all these different aspects is what resiliency is. And also understanding that you get a new job, mm-hmm. you get an, into a new relationship, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you move, somebody dies. Yeah. And then your resiliency has to be fluid. And we go back to that being prepared and managing stress. It never ends. You're never done. It's all going to be hard and you have to keep going and you need a community to support you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's always been a, from times I've, you know, coached group fitness from now being a business owner and having a lot of contact time with my small groups or the students that are around or my clients. One of the messages that I've always preached is what we do inside the walls of our gym must transfer outside the walls of the gym. And if they do not, it's a massive missed opportunity. That is also a pillar of more than movement. It's this transference, right? So transference of preparedness, transfer of mindset around pain, because pain obviously is not just physical. Like there are, there are things that are very painful that we experience and to be able to have a reframe around that pain and then be able to transform pain that we experience into something beautiful or meaningful, that is, you know, an amazing, an amazing thing that if I could have any kind of like story or lesson that my clients take is that there is a way to be in pain, to make sense of it and to transform it to create something really special. And if we can do that, again, not just from a rehab standpoint, not just from a physical standpoint, but move that concept into our life, hey, that's gonna be a really powerful experience that you know transcends the gym, transcends training, transcends rehab, right? So that, uh, that concept is, um, is one I try and you know, get across in, in, in many ways. And it's not like this education is like going, drinking out of fire hose, it's like sprinkles. Right over time, it's not like this, not this big, not like a sit down conversation like this. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the, the the icing on the cake and and kind of the, the spices that you put on all your training sessions and all your encounters and all your text messages and all your voice notes and all your mm-hmm. video feedback. It's all kind of caked in. It's building a relationship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So we have a question that we asked at the end of each. Episode. These are always hard. These are always hard. These are always hard. <laughs> and that is what advice you would give to a younger version of yourself. And when I ask you this, I want you to think of a time where your young Nick really needed a big brother and now you're the big brother. What advice would you give to that version of you? Yeah, that's such a such a great question. And interestingly enough, I've had a lot of mentors kind of hit me with this practice and do literally do guided visualizations on this. Mm-hmm. And well, talk about powerful. The the advice I would give to younger Nick, maybe sitting in a tough spot, is that you need to know that you have a superpower. That we all have a superpower. Sometimes plural. <laughs> and 
you need to use it and it's your responsibility to use it and withholding it from the world does a disservice people need you to be you they don't need you to be anyone else you know you've everyone has something really special that when they understand what it is and they can give it and push it into the universe really great things can happen you can make a lot of impact you make it not about you and you make it about helping and serving and living life that is rewarding that is in alignment with the person that you want to be because you're doing the things that align with who you are and i think it's a big secret to success and most importantly happiness so it's dude let that superpower rock let it rip put it out there the world needs it don't hold it in and help as many people as possible in a way that aligns with who you are. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. It's like goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, and then so how can someone work with you? Yeah, awesome. So you know, you can find me on my personal Instagram, really straightforward, just my name, Nick Paragini. It's like two genies, a pair of them, pair of genies, uh, <laughs> .dpt on Instagram, and we got morethemovement.pt on Instagram as well. Get me on a, that's probably the easiest way to get me if you want to be, you know, really formal because in 2022, you can shoot me an email uh, <laughs> at nick at morethemovement.com. Awesome. And then that's anyone who wants an evaluation or training. Or yeah, evaluation. So that process, what that looks like is anyone who inquires, I get on a call with. Mm -hmm. And that's really to ensure that it's a good fit and that we can help you. And then once we determine that it's a good fit, I basically offer you the right path for you. So whether it's solely virtual or in-person one-on-one sessions or our small group performance hybrid membership, we'll make sure you get you in the right spot so you can you know, train, get out of pain, and live a life that's more than movement. Love it. Love it. There we go. You heard it, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, Thanks, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Reload's Move Without Limits podcast. I hope listening today has resonated with you, helped, and inspired you to take action. See the notes in the description for a rundown of the episode with all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share this with a friend and tag us on Instagram at reload.pt. We love feedback and would be so grateful if you could write a review. It really helps us out. For more information of our services and events, you can go to our website at www.reloadpt.com or find us on YouTube. Enjoy your day and talk soon.